Welcome to the Football Thunders podcast, episode 19, brought to you by the Proper Blokes Club, walking for mental health, and let us talk. Talking and playing football for helping with mental health. With us on this episode, I've got Ryan Scott. How are you doing, Ryan? Buonasera. Oh, hello. It's nice. And uh, Dan Finch. Bonjour. Oh, hello. Forsprung Dirk technique. We're going around the nations, are we? <laughs> Coming up on this pod, uh, worst signing, best left backs, the shithouse game, pick, bench and sell. That's t- And then shithousery of the week. That's what we've got coming your way. And we'll also tell you what's coming next week, because hopefully it should be a special one. More about that a bit later, I would think. What do you think, fellas? Yep. Yeah. So let's get straight into it. Best left backs. Now, as, as the more mature member of the team, and my choices will be somewhat different to, although I've got a sneaking suspicion, my choices will be somewhat different to yours. So do, do you think I should go first? Do your top one first, and then we'll we'll go Get around. The 1800s over and done with, shall no, we? No, I don't want to do my top one first, because I want to leave that till right at the end. Okay, right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, settle in for story no, no, time with actually, Grandpa. Come on, <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. There's a couple here. So the first one is Paul Breitner of Germany. He played in the 1974 World Cup, which Germany won, and, and he played in the 82 World Cup as well. He only got uh, 48 caps, but he was one of the best left-backs. He was just... But the thing about Brightner was it was a left back, but he'd pop up all over the place. You'd be suddenly turn up at centre forward or or centre back. But he was he's it's just difficult to describe. Such a good player, such a classy player. So that's my my first one. My second one is another German from the uh, nineteen ninety team, Andreas Bremer, which uh, Ryan you may just remember. Blonde hair, blonde mullet. Sorry. Uh, just a really good, a good defender, but he was very good going forward, and he had a shot on him as well. He would uh, definitely, he, yeah, he was Bayern Munich Kaiserslautern and Inter Milan. There you are. Uh, he started out his career. He was at Bayern Munich '86 to '88, Inter Milan from '88 to '92, and then he went to Real Zaragoza before finishing at Kaiserslautern. I'm not very good at describing why they were good. It's just I, I just think uh, if you were watching at that time, you'll know how good he was. And the other one is Lizard Azou from France. I thought I loved watching him play. I just thought he was absolutely superb. Uh, from an England point of view, it's difficult because I loved Kenny Sampson when he played. Uh, absolutely adored Kenny Sampson. I really liked Stuart Pearce because he could he could defend and he could he could get forward and just thunderous in the tackle, wasn't he? Just amazing. Uh, of the current bunch, it's difficult. I like Luke Shaw, but He's up and down. Isn't he? I mean, he suffered under Mourinho and he's going through a bit of a tough time. But internationally, I don't think he's done a lot wrong. And uh, he was I thought he was superb in the recent European natures. So those are my players bubbling under. And I'm not going to do the one that I think is the uh, is my winner yet. But um, who wants to go for go next? Go on, Dan. Um, how long's your list, right? I've got a fair few. Oh, um... here we go. <laughs> I mean, I've got. So we've both got lists, so then I'll, I'll I'll read off mine and then Ryan will pick up the scraps if he's got any. Yep. So the one that Pete said that's on my list was Lizarazu. I remember watching him play for France. 98, right? yeah. Through video clips. The English mention on my list is, yeah, I think it's quite obvious, Ashley Sashley Cole. Oh, yeah. For the, the time that he spent playing for England and for Chelsea slash Arsenal, for a lad that at 17 was a striker, not bad. That's a left back at, by the age of 18, 19. 
the next one is current day uh, Andrew Robertson. I think he's arguably, if not the best left back right now, he's one of probably Un- the best unlike right now. The guy on the right back at Liverpool, uh, Robertson hasn't had a sort of a dip in form as he's been pretty consistent. Robertson's also, I think, an all round modern day wing back. He can get forward and attack, but also he's. Like if if I saw a team lineup and Andrew Robertson was playing left centre back and in a back three, I wouldn't be concerned because I still think he could do a job. I think he's physical enough that he could not be muscled. Where I think Trent would struggle, and he can tackle. And that's my problem with Trent is that his defending's not as good as a wing back would. Where I think okay. Robertson can do that. Oh, uh, right. Else? So that yeah, I've got loads. Paolo Maldini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, twenty years. By the time. By the time I watched him, he was predominantly a centre back. Twenty years, but top, that fella. I, I I was aware that he uh, he played a, a, for a long spell at left back. I watched him play along a centre back alongside Nesta, but I'm aware of his qualities not only at centre back but also before at left back. There's two Man United players that I'll mention before Ryan does. Patrice Evra never gets the mention that I think he truly deserves. Very and, talented, and he had to follow a tough act, didn't he? Yes, and he did, and getting on to someone that he that followed. Yeah. Dennis Irwin. <laughs> that one will please Ryan. Uh, we went through Dennis Irwin in the in the 90s. Well, I don't know. If you've ever interested in our views on Dennis Irwin, go back and listen to Ryan. He cakes his pants on many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Jordi Alba of the Barcelona era. People say him and... We go, we're not going to go back onto the Danny Alves... From last week, but I actually but thought Jordi Alba. shit, though, isn't he, Danny Alves? Danny Alves, he was. Yeah. Jordi Alba, I actually thought when he played for Spain, showed a defensive side, which you didn't see at Barcelona because they didn't defend. Eric Abidal, who again, would have very been good left back, <laughs> and uh, who would have been way up that list had he not been ill. Had had the um, the, the problems, he had to have a transplant, didn't he? And uh, the, the, yeah. you know, so that that held him back a bit. Yeah. There's a last one, but I also just want to mention. If anyone says Marcelo in this argument, I will refer you to Danny Alves and we yeah. will move on. I, uh, I, so I, the last one I'll mention is Roberto Carlos. Yeah, what a boy. Going forward, Not, yes. He was okay defensively. Yeah, that's the thing. He's okay. But he was yeah. better than Marcelo, who was the other oh, option. Yeah, but he, he wasn't a patch on players like Lizarazu and some of the other players you've mentioned. For but me, you could argue that Roberto Carlos was the first modern Attacking, day wing, yeah. wing back. So yeah. I think for that, he probably deserves to be on the list. Deserves to be on the list, but he ain't topping it. Not a chance. No, no, no. Ryan, let's get... Oh, wait, hang on. Let's get me camp bed out. Here we go. We could be here all while. Honourable mentions go to Nigel Winterburn uh, yeah, 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 at yeah. Arsenal. His medals speak for themselves, as you said. It's the same with Lee Dixon. And a defender more than anything else. John Arnorisa. Formerly of Liverpool, I always thought he was a bit underrated. Uh, he had a great shot on him. He was very good going forwards. Maybe a little bit weaker going back, but I still think he was worth an honourable mention. I have him and Graham Lasso on my list, but not on the tier. Graham Lasso's a good shot, actually, to be fair. Okay. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, the new Rangers manager, did very well late in stages of his career with Arsenal and Barcelona and had a very good career at Rangers. To be honest, I'd have a good career at Rangers, the standard of Premier League when he was playing. Gabriel Heinze, he was only at Manchester United for a limited time, but I thought he was a very good left back. There's a name here I'm not sure either of you will know, but oh, I'll chuck it in there. Go on in. His name was Moreno Torricelli. He used to play for Juventus in the uh, early to mid-90s. 
and he was an absolute animal. Imagine an Italian Stuart Pierce that didn't give a fuck. It's the only way I could describe him. He Did just plowed through everyone. Uh, you needed to watch the Italian team in the sixties and seventies, and you'd have seen a whole whole he, defense he of uh, he, yeah, a whole defense that wouldn't give a flying fuck about anyone, and they didn't. Exactly. And the referees let him get on with it as well. Ian Hart in his prime. Oh, Ian Leeds. Hart. He Ian was Hart. very yeah. good and a great yes, set piece shout, taker as well. Alongside with Gary mm. Kelly on the other side, that was a hell of a mm. setup, wasn't it? And at one point, they had Rio Ferdinand and Jonathan, and Jonathan Woodgate. Woodgate. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was four fit. Very we'll see good one of them team. next week, I'm sure. That, those four fit, <laughs> which probably never happened just on basis of Woodgate being in there, but those four fit uh, as a defence, that is a. To me, that is a championship winning defence. You could build a winning team, a championship to be winning honest, team on that defence, couldn't you? That lead side wasn't that far off because when you look at it, they had no. Paul Robinson in goal, a very good goalkeeper. They had that back four. They had yep. Lee Bowyer in midfield. They had Harry Kuehl on the left wing. Olivia they had Mark, v- Mark Viduka up front, who was a very good striker. Alan Smith with Viduka uh, in, in that Leeds team was superb as well. There was another striker as well, wasn't there? That Tony Yabala for a while as well. Tony Yaboa before that. No, Robbie King. Jimmy so Floyd Hasselbank. Robbie, oh, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah, let's move over from that fat number, lad. The last honourable mention is Robert Yarni of Croatia. Massively technically gifted. Very good going forwards. And it was one of those weird ones that after Euro 96, half of the Croatia team came over to the Premier League. But yeah. they went to really bizarre places. They went Portsmouth. to Derby County. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Southampton. Robert Yarney, of all people, turned up at Coventry City. Yeah. He should have played at a higher level and he did very well in Spain. Let's talk about the, the big names now. Before, just before um, we do, I just like on. to do my football manager shout out. There's always one. Go on. Go on. But this week, yeah, Christian Shivu. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hang on. He's pinching one of mine now. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you another one from. Oh, uh, uh, hang on. Football no, no. Manager. Christian, Christian Shivu, I played at centre back alongside Mexis. Super. Yeah, he's a left back. Romanian. Yeah, no, I, played, yeah. I played him. I played him at centre back, and he was fine. Played for Ajax and Roma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you another one from Football Manager. Then we're going back a few years. Dide, the Brazilian. Dide. Yeah. Yeah. Dide. Dide Dortmund. Always signed him. Yeah. I right, did as well. Let's get on to the big ones. My personal top three left backs I've ever seen. Roberto Carlos, as Dan said. Can I just say I haven't given the name of my top one yet? Yeah. Thank you. Roberto Carlos. I mean, one of the things I remember for him, most people remember him for his insane free kicks. I remember him for the size of his thighs. I don't know if you remember how big his thighs were. They were absolutely enormous. And he was tiny as well. He wasn't a tall man by any stretch of the imagination. But as Dan said, going forwards, absolutely amazing. And he was better defensively than people gave him credit for. Number two is, is Dennis Irwin. I just don't think there's a more consistent player I've ever seen in my life. And when Alex Ferguson turns around and says in every interview he does that the first person he's picking on his team sheet is Dennis Irwin, I think that tells you everything you need to know. Roy Keane says that as well. And uh, number one, that I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a left-back before or since that's been this good, is Paolo Maldini. His record speaks for himself. His talent speaks for itself. Go ahead, Pete, with, with your number one pick. But personally, I don't know anyone better uh, you've, than Maldini. You've mentioned him already, and Dennis Irwin is me. 
He won every single honour in 12 years at Man United. Every single honour. He got picked from Oldham. And he was bang okay at Oldham, but he just went on to another level. And for 12 years, um, and that's the thing that, and he's the one I saw the most. For 12 years, he was just Mr. Consistent. I don't can't remember him having a bad game. Maldini was a quality player, but I didn't see Maldini that often. I wasn't a big fan of the Champions League. Never have been, never will be, because it's not the European Cup. Had it been the European Cup, I'd have been all over it. But because it's the format is, I don't really like it. But Dennis Irwin to me, do you know how many caps he won? It, I don't think it's as many as I, I would 56. Have That's Alex Ferguson's policy of saying you're injured, by the way, pal. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about Dennis Irwin is, is he was two-footed, not as in going in two-footed, but he could play off his left and his right. Hell of a free kick taker and oh, a hell of a penalty taker as and, well. And he could cross, he could put a first-time ball in as well. And he could tackle. And his positioning was just, just all round for me, the best of the bunch. Because he could do the getting forward, he could the positions, he could see what the see where the dangers were, and, you know. So he had a good appreciation of the game, and he could just tackle. Just to me, Dennis Irwin. I hate to say it, but you know it's the way it is. Dan, who's your number one? Now, Maldini. So yeah, Maldini, with a close second being Ashley Cole for me, just because of, I think I think more because of my timeline of football Ashley Cole was there from when I was young until my until I was an adult and then Dennis Irwin I think from going back and watching videos of him and and uh, yeah I think that's my three but I'd, I'd definitely have Maldini number one I okay. definitely want to give a, a mention to Leighton Baines as well I think his career went a little bit under the radar because of the teams he played for. But and he his injuries. Yeah. He had, yeah, he had a couple of bad injuries. ankle injuries, didn't he? Well, that Because he was England number three and playing really well. And mm. then he got injured. I think it was ankle. And he didn't play for about a year. And he was never the same. But he was good. Again, could defend and could... Boy, could he get a ball in, into the box as well. Very good good player. The wasted at Everton. I think Man U looked at him at one stage, didn't they? If I remember rightly. Yes. Uh, Everton when it, whenever Wigan, I was leaving... Yeah, when when they got him from Wigan, uh, was it? I think he came from Wigan, Leighton Baines, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I think it was. Was it Wigan or Hull or Cardiff? Wigan, yeah. Wigan, it was Wigan. Yeah, Wigan. Yeah, yeah, Wigan. Where's Wigan? Because I have a memory somewhere, and uh, don't ask me where. There's a picture. There's like a meme on the internet of Patrice Evra warming up with Rio and Vidic, and it, Patrice Evra, I think, has been nutmegged, and his face is like in shock. And the meme was um, when Alex Ferguson uh, signs Leighton Baines to take your role or something. <laughs> so I remember that it always sticks yeah, in my head. I, I think injury for um, injuries for him did him, but it's, it's a good mention that one. One last personal shout out Mark. to Mikel Silvestri. I, I loved Mikel Silvestri. Mm. I thought he was a great defender. No, he had a, he had a left back or centre half. I, I loved Mikel Silvestri. He had a wobbly in him for me. I can't believe none of us have said Chris Powell, but I uh, know I can. But <laughs> Chris Powell would have had more. I have, so I have a I have a my list. Which is just Chris Powell and Royce Wiggins. Yeah, Royce, Wig <laughs> Royce Wiggins and Chris Powell. Uh, Charlton, Chris Powell and Royce Wiggins for that season alongside uh, doing uh, Jacko's donkey work, basically. You leave the future Charlton manager alone. I'm um, just, listen, I saw every game that season pretty much and I know what was going on. I could see it. And Jacko would tell you as well the amount of work that Wiggins did, the overlaps. When balls were coming in from the left-hand side, it was from uh, Wiggins. More times than Jack, well, let me tell you. It's interesting that you're talking about Royce Wiggins because that brings us nicely on to pick bench sell. 
Royce Wiggins. And I've actually, Royce Wiggins, sorry. And <laughs> I've actually got one one for each of you from Charlton. Royce Wiggins. Spread, <laughs> spreading over your timeline. So as we're talking Royce Wiggins, we'll start with Dan. So Dan, your three choices are Grant Basie, Morgan Fox, oh, oh, and Royce fuck. Wiggins. Well, Wiggins That's... is starting. It's not even questionable. Yeah, all right. And I, I know where he's going to go. Basie uh, got... I think I'll start. I'll bench Basie because he... a fit, if he stayed fit, yeah. I don't think he'd have been at Charlton very long. I think he, he would have got a move. He got Mor- at... Morgan Fox, woeful. He's he a set... got... No, actually, I'll be fair to Morgan Fox. I actually thought Morgan Fox was a, not a bad defender. I always said I think Morgan Fox would end up playing centre-back because I thought he was big and physical, not fast, not particularly attacking. I saw him as a centre-back playing at left-back, but for some he, reason he's just never made it into he centre-back. He didn't have an attacking bone in his body, bless him. He scored, didn't he, against QPR, first game of one season. Yeah. But in the uh, Wow squad and then went missing. Yeah, great. Uh, and since he's left us, has been on the bench for every single club he's played for. I Rightly so. All three of those players play, uh, were involved with the Welsh team. Because they were Welsh, crazy. yeah. Uh, Grant Basie, uh, his career got cut short against Bristol Rovers. That really did him in. And he was never the same player because he had pace and he was going to go he on would, to he, bigger. Yeah, yeah, he, he was going to go on to better things. Uh, he wouldn't have stayed. Cause... Kelly Uger's another word from that could be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kelly Uger. Well, I was going to use Jay De Silva as well, but oh. I left him out. And the other one was Cedric oh. Avina. No, Cedric was crap. Cedric was crap. He, he didn't was, play for us. He, he had, didn't play. He had, was cover. He was we cover. Had, we had Royce in let. He didn't get in ahead of Royce. Royce and Jay De Silva. Yeah. That would be hard. Royce yeah. or Jada Silva no, would be Royce difficult. Would but, okay, um, we'll, we'll do one now. Seddy, Royce... Hang on, Seddy, Seddy was the thing that Seddy was good for was one of the funniest hashtags on Twitter. Having a Seddy, because he, he used to throw a paddy when uh, playing piggy in the middle at, uh, in training, and he would throw the bib and, and spit his dummy out. And Jacko uh, christened it as having a Seddy, and and the right. players used that. At every... The players, the fans used it. Fans used it. Everyone <laughs> used it. Yeah, right. carry on. Right, so we'll, we'll do this then, Dan. Jay De Silva, oh. Royce Wiggins, oh. or Chris Powell. Oh, Chris Powell starts. Chris Chris Powell starts. Dan, Dan, one of these has got to be sold. <laughs> I, I know I'm selling. Go on. I'm gonna, I'm, so are we saying Royce Wiggins... <sighs> for Royce Wiggins at his peak, or who was the most consistent for the club? Chris Pass starts, Royce Wiggins benched, and Jade Silver gets sold. Good boy. Painful. Well but Royce Wiggins, I genuinely believe, without injury, would have played Premier League football. Yeah, definitely. Well, he was signed for Bournemouth, uh-huh. and he, yeah, he was at Bournemouth. Technically, he? he did, but as in he'd have been a regular. But he'd have been Premier a regular, League. like Simon Francis. And if you want to look at Charlton left backs, they'll be playing Premier League football soon. Head over to Bournemouth, watch Jordan Zamora. He's one of ours. Yeah. Right. And one for Pete as well. Go on. Are you ready, Pete? Go on. Scott Minto. Herman Horidison. Oh. Or Paul Koncheski. Oh. Oh, Jesus. And that list got worse as it went on. <laughs> that is an absolute shit as we at his best, that is. <laughs> so Herman Horidison. Isn't it obvious he starts there? Give them to me again, because I'm old and I keep for... Herman Horidison. Scott, Scott Minto. Minto. Or Paul Koncheski. Scott Minto starts. Yeah, rightly so. Scott Minto starts. <laughs> Herman Horidison is uh, on the bench because there was something of the night about him. And Kincheski can fuck off. 
<laughs> Horidison was a big game player. When we had a big game, Horidison turned up. And, and Horidison was not just a good left back. He would get stuff. He would frighten the living daylights out of whoever he's, whoever the right winger was. What knew that they'd be up against a scrap against Herman? Oh, I love Herman. The long throws. <laughs> That's an advantage for any team. No, I'm just taking him for his animal ability, to be honest. Animal. <laughs> just purely animal. Kuchewski was a pretty boy, footballer. Yeah, no, no, not for me, Kuchewski. I thought he was a tad overrated. You could have been worse there. You could have put another name in there, and that would have really thrown me. Which I mean, one would that be? I'm not saying. Go on, it's over now. I can't do no, it now. There's too much shit as it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, have you got one for Dan? Have you got one for, for Ryan? I've got a Man United one just because oh, I'm interested nice. to see Go on. The, just to see the order he puts them in. But I think think we can work it out. All Go three on. that were on his list. So it was Patrick Severa, Gabriel Heinze, and Dennis Irwin. That's a piece of piss, that one. I know, but that's the one I came up with. Dennis Irwin starts, Evra's on the bench, and you sell Gabriel Heinze. Okay, Dan, take Irwin out and put somebody else in. From Man United or anyone? Sylvester? No, Sylvester's crap. Evra? No, Evra, Evra was too good. What about, okay, what about Evra? Patrice Evra? Andrew Robertson? No, 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 no. No, 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 got... hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, you fucking made me lose where I was now. All right, let's go, 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 go. Patrice Evra, Andrew yeah. Robertson, and Jordi Alba. Oh, that's really easy. Uh, Robertson starts, Evra's on the bench, and I sell Jordi Alba. Bye. I didn't think he'd say that, but I think I agree. Jordi Alba's way overrated. Sorry, my personal opinion, but there you go. Let's have an England one, just for a giggle, just for the two of you. Current right, England or it. former England? Who's this A for? mix of everything, both Who's of you. All right, Are you ready? Go on. Ashley Cole. Yes. Yep. Stuart Pearce. Oh. Ben Chilwell. Oh, oh. Ben Chilwell I mean, sold. I mean, I didn't watch Stuart Pearce, so I can't comment, really. But for me, Ash- it's Pearce. Ashley Cole started. I've got to agree. Cole starting, Pierce on the bench for the animal reasons, and Chilwell uh, can go and do one. Wouldn't be my starting left back for England now. Uh, it's cl- no, Luke Shaw on form. Luke Shaw is, Luke oh, yeah, Shaw on, is my form, left back. on form. Okay, then let, let's have a really bastard one for the pair of you. Oh, he's just laughing. It's too much, isn't he? <laughs> Ashley Cole. Oh, yeah. Patrice Evra. Yeah. And Lizarazu. That's Cashley. I mean, it's still Cashley. No, I'm going Lizarazu for me. Lizarazu with Cole at second. I'm still picking Ashley and I'm getting rid of Patrice. And I love Patrice ever, so that Um, one's going to make me sad. I'm I'm going Lizarazu. He won a World Cup, for fuck's sake. Uh, although that doesn't mean anything. Oh, sorry, because... but Jimmy Traore won a Champions Jimmy League. Jimmy Traore won a Champions League. Yeah, you'd always come <laughs> back to that bollocks, wouldn't you? Uh, no, no, Lizarazu, Cole, and then the other one can do one as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I've got one for Pete. Jimmy Traore. Yan Suck Young. I'm waiting for Andy Fight to appear. No, he's, he'll come in a few weeks to centre mid. Or Greg Shields. <laughs> Greg Shields was a right back. I thought he was a left back. No, he was a right back. You screwed that one up then. On on Championship Manager 2002, he's down as a left back. He was a right back. He was the man in possession before. uh, Yeah, no, he was definitely on the right back. But Young took someone and. Jimmy Troyer. Jimmy Troyer, he's sold (laughs) on that. I'll even take a right back. Oh, no. All right, Ben Thatcher instead of uh, (laughs) of Greg Shields. 
Yeah, I'd sell Ben Thatcher. No, I'd sell uh, Troy, Ory. Troy, Troy Ory. Troy That was Cholton's choice of left back, and we wonder why we went down. Yeah, Troy Ory would go. <laughs> I remember there was. I remember Jimmy Troy Ory got went got injured, went down hurt, and the it Cholton a, fans cheered. Cheered, yeah, yeah. Like Jimmy Troy Ory's injured, and then when we looked over to the bench and saw Ben Thatcher come on, we all went, "Oh fuck, doesn't really matter, does it?" <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll do last one from my list, and then I think I'm out of names. Good. Ian Hart, <laughs> John Arnarisa, oh, or Eric Abidal. I'm selling John Arnarisa. I like John Arnarisa, yeah. but I'm I, selling him. I'm selling John Arnarisa. Eric Abidal, I'm keep I'm playing. Yeah. And Hart's on the bench. Ian Hart. I remember Ian Hart playing for Carlisle against Cholton at about 38, and he was still the best player on the pitch. Yes. It was amazing. And he I'm whipped so, in a free yeah. kick. He did, yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> as well. Because everyone was going, he can barely walk, let alone play football. And Jesus, did he? Yeah, he's the best player football. on the pitch. He was superb. That's, uh, I think that's pitch, pick, bench and shell. So we've got to do worse signings as well, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. Okay, should we do that now then? Yeah. We can do. Not. Who wants to start? Now, the criteria for this. I may have fucked this up then. Hold on. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, for me, it's going to be the worst signing for your club. For me. Oh, I've got that too. That's all right. Well, I was going to say, I've got three for my club and two for other clubs. So I've got a list of shit signings and then... I've got honourable mentions, don't get me wrong, but I've picked five that are complete shit. I've got a whole load of list of names given to me by Ian Dowie. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ian Dowie on that signed. list? <laughs> uh, he was possibly... Yes, actually. Funny enough, he made, he made the signing of the one that's top of my list for Charlton, yeah. so that's interesting. I think Jimmy Troyer is up there, but uh, as Cholton. But uh, another one for me is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, and I'll tell oh, you no. why. We signed him on a free transfer from Middlesbrough on an absolute fortune, and he turned up. and I took Dan to see Cholton against Millwall at the at uh, at Millwall in a pre-season friendly. He scored that trick in fairness. He scored that trick, but he was the fat. That's all he ever did for Cholton was that hat trick. He was the fattest lump on the pitch. His ass was the size of a small country. It was terrible. And, and I've always had a thing about we would have if if we had signed anyone but Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank that season, things would have been better. But another one gets a mention is Andy Fye, because this man had an ability to not want the ball. He would run around the pitch and he would actively put himself in positions to not receive the ball. He was that bad. Uh, and I don't think you can get any worse than those. And another one, giving an honourable mention, because I don't think we saw him. He was a bit of a mystical, mystical feature at Charlton. He's the US <laughs> defender, Corey Gibbs. I don't. Did he make an appearance? I don't think uh, he did. Three years and he never played once. I'm buggered if he got in the team photo, let alone on the team. He was injured for the entire three years of his contract. Sorry, no mention for Jesper Blomqvist at Charlton. Uh, no, because he did okay. He was, he? No, I thought he, he was buggered by the time no, you got him. No, he's he, all right. He was buggered, but um, he could come off the bench and he, he got a few assists. But he was he played no, in the middle as well, didn't he? Predominantly, you, you had to see Amdi Fye to understand how shite he was. I genuinely <laughs> was scared of the ball when he was at Charlton. He would, if there was a, a midfielder from the opposition, he would deliberately go and stand near them so no bugger passed him the ball. I'm not the only part. Other people are of this. I saw this week in, week out, and week in, week out, that donkey Dowie picked the muppet. I'd just like to point out that I have. So I have a one. I'm I have a one. I have, one. I have a one for Cholton. A two. 
And then another Corey Gibbs that was not Corey Gibbs, someone else. So my one is Amdi Fi. I know who oh. your other not Corey Gibbs is. Yeah, he we'll might, get there. He might be Uruguayan. He's not. But it's, oh, you're it's not. not that. It's not it's that gonna one. Be, it's going to be no. Ben Watson, isn't it? It's Come not. on. No, 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 no. I thought he was going Umar Puso. No, because at least we saw Umar Puso. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Won't say too much about him because he finds you on social media. So we will stop there on Umar Puso. So Amdi Fi was my number one because, as Pete rightly said, he's knob. He was genuinely useless. My number two is we talk about Lillian Choram. Right? Oh, I forgot all about his brother, his cousin. We signed his the cousin, goal, goalkeeper, who I swear to God, his hands are made of that fabric. This stuff, and if anyone's asking what I'm holding and showing them, it's like a, it's a puppet. If your kids have probably got them at home, if you've got kids, his hands are made out of this stuff. He could not catch a cold. If you sneezed in his face, it, uh, he was ridiculous. <laughs> and um, obviously, and my, my my special shout out, my Corey Gibbs, the, the injured and never played, not only because he he never played, he had a fantastic name. So full mention to Anil Cock. What a name oh, you had. Yes, Anil Cock. I've got another one to add to that. Because right, he was genuinely, he was genuinely cack. He was one of the Duchatelet signings. When, when Duchatelet took over... Anil Cock, Pete the Pole, uh, who's doing a decent job in Polish Poland. Pete. Polish Pete, yeah. And um, there was another one. Johan Turan, we went all the way to Middlesbrough, and I think Dan travelled to the game as a fan. I went as a as a commentator, and, 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 and the team sheet was handed to us, and Johan Turan was in goal. It was like, no, we're in trouble here. Bang in trouble. But there was I another think I player. Went ben Hamer. There was another player that, uh, that we signed from uh, in those... Uh, Guccini Jed actually scored a goal. So uh, oh. Razor, the Prince of Persia, as we call him, uh, scored a goal. Yeah. Got... He's the only Chelsea player that scored at a World Cup. He's true. <laughs> he actually got me in trouble with Norman Hunter when we were com- tearing oh, I see. our. This is just another 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 setup, is it? No, no. This one. No, no, but Norman Hunter gave me grief because Terry and I were commentating when Janajad scored the winner against Leeds and Norman was giving me daggers from about six feet away. I was a bit worried on the way out. But there's another one at Charlton who turned up in... Well, he played in the Euros this summer and he played <laughs> against England a few weeks ago. Loic Nego. Loic Nego played at right back for Charlton, signed by Du Chatelet and uh, this little character called Thomas Driesen. There's one of our worst signings ever. Thomas Driesen. It is funny you say that. On my <laughs> worst signing list, I've actually just put Roland Du Chatelet in general. Yeah, you can. Yeah, there was. there was, <laughs> But no, there were some good signings that came through later on, like uh, that, that Bob Peters made and like, like Jan Berger. Andre BK. Andre BK, the ledge who still owes me for that. Igor Vettakele. Igor Vettakele for a season was decent. And, of course, uh, who's the guy? Um, oh. But I can, never, I can never forgive George Tukadian, oh, who yeah. actually wasn't terrible for us. No. But if he'd just not fallen over three yards outside of the goal, we wouldn't have not beaten Mill since 1996 because yeah, we would yeah. have beaten four years ago. But he went round the keeper and fell over. So yeah. thanks, George. You're a dick. Yeah, there's. I mean, the, the, the Chatelet era. We could go through the signings there. That some of the signings that were made. That I mean, that's be, an episode. Well, there's a whole episode <laughs> there of shithousery from me and Dan. I've got to tell you. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's my worst signings. No mention for John Barnes at Charlton. No, he did all right. 
He was, he was very oh, overweight. Oh, and very overweight. He was very overweight. He was very fat, but he didn't play too badly. And on the la- at the end of the season, when we'd been relegated, he sat down with the first team and said to them, you lot are far too good to be in the championship next season. You should walk it. You've got the team here. You've all got. You've got. The, you've got enough about you. John Barnes was a, it was not a bad signing for Charlton. It's what we needed at the time. It wasn't enough, but it was not we really, like Blomquist. He wasn't at his peak, but he did fine. He did okay. I wouldn't. He's not. He's not. Not by any chance is he a worst signing ever. Right. Shall I go for my three Man United ones first? Then. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I've got three. Uh, I've got two Hang Man on. United players on. Does this it list. start with Fred? Fred and Fred. No. There's there's people worse than Fred. Hang on, Dan's still got Dan, Dan's only just no, 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 no. with Charlton. No, no, I was gonna let Ryan go as Man United, then we'll go back to general. I'd just like to say <laughs> right. I've got two Man United players on here. So I want to see right. if they come up in Ryan's. Right. The first one, we're gonna go back to 1995. We got a French defender on trial. Pete knows exactly who this is. He yeah. was recommended Cantona. by Monsieur Eric Cantona. Yes. Because they played together in the Auxerre youth yes. side. His name was William Prunier. That's him. Pants. Absolute dog shite. Came in on trial. To ah. be fair, it wasn't the easiest for him because he, he was only supposed to be coming in on trial. But then Pallister, Bruce, May, both all three got injured. Yeah. So they had to play him. And then Dennis Irwin got injured as well for the Tottenham game. He was and, Peter, and Peter Schmeichel got injured in the warm-up and they tried to play him with, with the injury. And then I think it was Pilkington came on for... <laughs> Schmeichel, yeah, it was a really bad... And Man United ended up getting thumped 4-1. I'm not surprised. And William Prunier was promptly sent straight back to Bordeaux, where he was never heard or spoken about again. So you're discussing French defenders. Daniel Charlton had a French defender. Do you remember him? Or a French player that came over. French. Not not a World Cup winner. The only we... Frenchman I can think of is Jan Kermigan. He don't make this oh, no, list. No, no, no. What's his name? Oh, uh, he was Belgian. Belgian. What was it? Christophe, Christophe Lepoix. Christophe Lepoix. Or he was me, play- my friend Joe called him Christophe Le- What's the point? He had been playing in France at a high level, had a car crash, came to Charlton. That's literally the, what happened. Anyway, yes, Ryan, carry on. The second one, I'm sure, is probably on Dan's list, and that is during the many, many goalkeepers that we had in between oh, no. Peter Schmeichel and Edwin van der Sar, on. was one Massimo Taibi <laughs> from Venezia. Manchester United paid £4.5 million for him. He made four appearances. All he made one horrendous mistake against Southampton, and in his final game, he conceded five against Chelsea. And we promptly sold him in 2000 as soon as we could. Despite his claims in the media that Alex Ferguson begged him to stay and work through it. I think that one's... And the last one from Manchester United is a bit more recent. Um, people might discard this one because he paid 26 times for Manchester United and scored four goals. But he's in this list because of who he was and what we got. And that was Radamel Falcao. Oh. 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 He came to us... We paid six million pounds as a loan fee to Monaco. <laughs> That's just the fee to get him on loan. Yeah. And turned up, shat the bed, played 26 games, scored four times. And this is Radamel Falcao, who for, I think, two years at Atletico Madrid basically shat all over the, the Primera Liga or whatever it's called in Spain. Yeah. 
So can they're I, my two Man United I can't believe my ones. Man United players that I've got on this list are still there. Well, one See, of them I've I really got can't believe. One Sebastian Veron, one of the biggest wastes of money I've ever seen in a Man United shirt. And that's possibly because he wasn't suited to English football. I don't know. But... He went to Chelsea afterwards and was just as bad. So I think it yeah. proves that he wasn't. But I'm sorry, he's not even close to being the worst Man United have played. We're talking oh, no. Eric Jemba Jemba. I'm talking mm. pound for pound, money-wise, money-wise, he was... A... I've got one. I've got Go one. On in, come, on in, that one. come on in, Jaden Sancho. No. Well, Alex... well... Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> yes, he's on my list of honourable <laughs> mentions. The bloke was yeah. being paid about 600 grand a week. To sit and do fuck all. Yes. <laughs> he got an intro. Yeah. Do you remember when Man United signed him? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The Twitter, yeah, in... the video, yeah. he got like a three-minute video of him playing the piano at Old Trafford. Yeah. Yep. I think he made his debut against Yeovil and looked out of place. You know, pound for pound, that's probably the worst signing Man United have ever made. The only, the only good pound thing, for pound, money wise. Well, no, the only thing, the only good thing I can say about that transfer was it was a free transfer because it was a straight swap, a swap for Henrik yeah. Mkhitaryan. But there would be a signing on fee that was, and then the, the wages, the wages, were, were the huge. wages. That's a million pound a fortnight. Oh no, no, I'm no. But all I'm saying is that's the only good thing I can say about that's, it is we didn't actually pay for him. Twenty six um, million pounds and then the, a the, year. The, just the other Man United player I've got, just while we're on Man United, mm-hmm. he'll probably be on Ryan's list. Yep, Bebe. No, hello. <laughs> no, almost the the honourable mentions that I've got from Man United: are Eric Jemba Jemba. Yeah, definitely go with that one. Cleberson. Who, the wrong one. was one of those who had a, a great World Cup and I'm still not convinced we signed the right one because David Bellion, I don't know if you remember him. Oh, yeah. He was a young, pacey <laughs> yeah, right yeah, yeah. striker that was supposed to be really good and ended up really shit and ended up at Sunderland. Did he play for Charlton? No. no. We almost okay. signed him, though. Yeah, and the but... last one, the most recent one, Donny van der Beek. Not because of his talent or because of how much money that Man United played for him. He's just simply been a wasted signing because he doesn't play. True. So, that's one fair. of the worst transfers in well, all time. I, well, I, 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 that's why I'm saying Jaden Sancho at the moment. It's a bit It's a bit too early to judge Sancho. He's only been there five months. Yeah, but he's... he's, he's I'm just saying. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not at disagreeing moment, with you. Why at the moment. Been, I don't know, but he's only been there five months. Donny uh, van der Beek... Has been there for almost two years now. I know, I know. Played but, about three uh, games. It's three games. It is a mystery. <laughs> in total. Was, in it's, total. It's, it's a complete mystery with Van der Beek. I don't know what's going on there. And the sooner I think he gets out of Man United, the better for him. Uh, you're missing out a goalkeeper that um, that was uh, signed, and, and I think Fergie regretted it straight away. Mark Bosnich. I, funnily enough, I was going to put him on my list because of his drug habit and how oh. he left Man United. Oh. <laughs> but, um... I've just thought, yeah, no, I can't, I can't mention that. But there's someone else. There's another player that has just come to mind that I can't mention. I'll do it. Would it by any chance be Adrian Mutu of Chelsea? No, no, no. Because no, he was another one. one. He's on That's my a list. very good one. Uh, Fernando Torres to Chelsea was uh, hilarious. Yep. Andre Shevchenko as well. Balotelli yeah. to Liverpool. I enjoyed that one. Balotelli to anywhere, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. I've got that on my list. <laughs> one, it one, actually says Mario Balotelli anywhere, really. My, I've got two that I don't think will be on your list, but there's oh, two right. different reasons. So one is Luka Jovic, striker Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Real Madrid. Great NFM. I have no idea why they signed him. I mean, he scored a shit ton for Frankfurt. He's gone to Madrid. He's been there three seasons. They've loaned him out and he's barely played for them when he was with them. Why did you spend fifty-four million pounds on a striker you plan to use ten times? He's great in FM. He's fan- he's fan- he's fantastic in real life. His record for Frankfurt is disgusting. Right, uh, and then I- the other one, 
I've yeah. only got one more, so I'll tip this one off and we'll go. Uh, Southampton a few years ago signed a Brazilian striker. And everyone said he was going to burst the league apart. And the best thing about him when he was at his time at Southampton was that his name dramatically changed halfway through the season. Go on. So, so Danny Osvaldo, welcome to the list, my friend. I think you scored once all season and halfway through the year you changed your name. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, there, there, was a, there was another signing I was going to mention. There was a, you're too young, you two. Um, there really was a, the, in the early 70s, there was, a, and, and I, anyone of my age will know this name. There was a signing from Scotland. Uh, I think it was Celtic. And this player was going to be a world beater. Uh, he was going to be the greatest thing. And Arsenal signed him just after they won the double. He was going to be the main man. And I've no doubt you've never heard of Peter Marinello, have you? The name rings a bell, actually. Google Peter Marinello, the greatest player that never was. But there's another one that you should that that um, Reading signed, uh, and he was sold to Cardiff, and he was possibly the worst signing ever because he retired within eighteen months. But his name's Robin Friday, right. uh, and there's a book about Robin Friday. Uh, buy it, read it. It's a, a great story, and it's as of a talent, a genuine talent. That was wasted, but yeah, carry on. Right, I've got just got a couple left. I'm going to give an honourable mention to Phil Jones because his injury record. <laughs> we paid God, I think about twenty million quid for him. He's worth and it for the face, his facial gestures, anyway, isn't he? Worst transfer for Chelsea in history. His Winston. name? No, his name was Winston Bohard. He was a Dutch left back who signed on a free transfer. From Barcelona, he was a part of the great Ajax side. At the time, he he was one of those who managed to get a really good deal out of the Bosman ruling. So he was on forty-five grand a week, which back in nice, nice back in two thousand, that was a big wage. He promptly played nine games for Chelsea in four years and sat out his entire contract, earning 45 grand a week, even though he didn't play for three years. Hey, listen, uh, he's probably he's not a dart. I mean, what's that? that's a fair amount of wage every year. He's set up yep. for life, hasn't he? And he had people come in for him, and he was just like, no, unless you match my wages, I'm not going. And he just sat there and took the money. He was probably hoping someone would and come then, in and match, but they didn't. And then, at the end of his contract, do you know what he did? Go on. He retired. Good man. Why not? That's, that's shit, Azuri, isn't it? And that's shit, Azuri, right there. And, and Dan, going back to Real Madrid, you said Luka Jovic. I'm going to go one better for Real Madrid. And he's English as well. Jonathan his Woodgate. name was Jonathan Woodgate. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. He Sent signed off his debut. For, oh, no, no. This, this is a really good story. Jonathan Woodgate signed from Newcastle to Real Madrid for £13.4 million. He hadn't played for Newcastle in about six months because he was injured. His injury was so severe, he did then not go on to play for Real Madrid for an entire year. Then when he did finally make his debut, <laughs> he scored an own goal and got sent off. Thing is, when he was fit, he was class. He went on to play nine games for Real Madrid before leaving in 2007 to go to Middlesbrough for seven million. Oh, then he went to Tottenham, yeah, yeah. Michael Owen to Real Madrid. So I, I was about to actually say... Michael funny, Owen to Man United. Funny, fun, no. Funny Michael enough, Owen to Stoke City. No, but they're all on the list. Michael Owen to Newcastle United, mm. right? He left Real Madrid, went to Newcastle, sat on the bench. Refused to play refused when they needed him. Refused to play. Yep. 
not only did he refuse to play in a game that relegated Newcastle, yes, I think true. he played about 20 games in three seasons. I think on about 80 grand a week. Yeah. More than that, I would think. And there's one last name that you, you guys probably might not remember. This is quite a, a niche one. His name was Bosco Balaban. And he oh, played yeah, no, Aston no. Liverpool. Yeah. Aston, uh, I know the name. Who did he play for? <coughs> yeah. Aston Villa. He, they Aston signed Villa. him for £6 million. He played nine goals, scored no goals, and they fucked him off as soon as they could. Who was the South American that Aston Villa had up front? There was Juan South... Pablo Angel. That's him. Yeah. And and the, the other one at Birmingham City, Zigic. Oh, no. I, no, Zig, at least Zigic, to be fair, Zigic was part of their Carling Cup winning team. So you give him that. I've only ever seen one person as tall as Zigic. Alma, almost Ian. bankrupt the club, Birmingham, ironic. Mm. Um, but the other one I was going to mention is Tottenham Hotspur because they, they're good at making some shit signs. Sergey Rebrov. Pavlichenko. Roberto Soldado. <laughs> <laughs> this, this bloke scored a shit ton, turned up at White Hart Lane to replace Defoe, I think. Yeah, and he was shit. No, but it he would had... have been Defoe. It... I don't know. No, it might have been was it when Bow left? Was he but part who? of the Bow money? Yeah, he was part yeah. of the Bow money. Yeah, yeah. yeah what well done Tottenham? But they they had a series of strikers. Uh, Chris Armstrong, they bought from Palace. Absolute pile of pants when he signed for. And they had uh, was it Pavlyuchenko? There was the other fella, Sergei Rebrov. Sergei Rebrov. Sergei Rebrov. And Arsenal oh. as well have done. I've had a few stinkers up front. Uh, everywhere. For me, Arsenal, Felipe Santos, they they Park something young who they signed a Japanese lad. They they had they had, oh, they signed some of their strikers have had his pants. Kim Kalstrom went there and was god awful. Kim Kalstrom was another good one on FM for a while. Was one of those yeah. players that was well, good. when he was at Arsenal, like Martin Odegaard when he was a kid. Although there's still time for him yet. Yeah. And a special mention for Dong Fancy How Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> You're not mentioning Fred. No, no let's, let's be honest. He's all, shit, but he's not that we, shit. We hammer Fred, but he's, he's not as shit as someone like Eric Neverland, who was supposed to be the next Oligan of Solskjaer and was absolute poop. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones that I can think off the top of my head that were really fucking Paul Koncheski at Liverpool. Yeah, he, that he, one stuns me bad. for life. No, this one stuns me for life. Julian Dix at Liverpool. Danny Drinkwater. At Chelsea, Danny Drinkwater yeah. anywhere oh. after Leicester, anywhere after. Yeah. But Julian Dix at Liverpool was so out of his league, and I remember his career ending at the Valley. Pretty much, John Robinson turned him. He was coming back from his knee injury, and John Robinson turned him inside out, and that was Dix's career Before done. You turn me, up, Jack up. Rodwell for Manchester City. Jack Rodwell for anyone past past yeah. Everton, really. That was very funny. Who was there? Was another one. There was another lad who went uh, who played. Who played at Man City and he was to be the player of the future. But Joe he... Hart. No, Joe Hart. I mean, Joe Hart, <laughs> to be fair to Joe Hart, he's went on and played for, you know, since. He's, he's not. Yeah, but awful. looking back on it now, if, if you're the Manchester City manager at the time and you've got a choice between Cashbush Michael and Joe Hart, which yeah, one are you selling? Up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but that's with benefit of hindsight on, on what Cashbush Michael is now. But yes. Cashbush Michael at the time then was. Possibly behind Joe Hart, but not far, clearly, because of the way he's gone on. <laughs> uh, he, that's, that's another good one. Um, families. Anyone? Football families with the Schmeichels. You've got Casper, and that's an, that's for another week, I think, possibly. Oh, and also, while we're on worst signings, anyone signed under Newcastle United in the last five years? <laughs> Bar, barring Alan St. Maximan. Joe Linton. Joe, Joe oh, Linton is the big good. one. 
Sebastian Haller, West Ham. Denver Bar for me. Why are you slagging off Denver Bar? Denver Bar was solid. It's quality. Puffy C say shit. Oh, Liverpool, Andre Voronin. Right, they went through that. They went through that period, didn't they, in about 2011, where they signed anyone who scored against them in the Champions League. It's just Florence. What was it? It's Florence Singular Pongale or Florence Cinema Pongal. Liverpool. Liverpool. Jimmy Triori. Jersey Dudek. Get him. David James was. Oh, that was a terrible signing. Sorry. Mm. I think have we have we covered the signings then? Oh, I'm thinking of a few more. There's going to be a few more in my minute. Milan Barros at Aston Villa as well. Oh, yeah, that Milan Barros. He was, he was very bad. Well. He was know, good at Liverpool and bad at Villa. I know he's been okay since we sacked him off, but I'm still saying Martin Braithwaite to Barcelona is complete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You've been on that Martin Braithwaite <laughs> train since the very first episode, haven't you? Well, I watched it as I said in that episode. I watched Martin Braithwaite play for Middlesbrough. At the Valley, and I thought, this bloke's turd. And then he's now at Barcelona. He's at Barcelona. You could never have predicted that. <laughs> I don't, and the other one at Barcelona that confuses me is Luke de Jong. <coughs> oh, yeah, and people if... said, oh, Za- and I'm sorry, Xavi might be a great manager for Barcelona long term. He can come in and play this tic-tac football if he wants, because when it gets in the box, it goes to Luke de Jong, and it'll end up at the top of the new Camp. Dan, so it doesn't it? matter. Dan, have you not heard the news? What? Have you not heard who Barcelona have signed? Go on, who? I know they've signed Danny Alves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's actually shit, though, isn't he? He's 38 as well. I saw it the other day and I was like, oh, well, I mean, he was shit at 26. So it doesn't really make a difference now, does it? Mm. Uh, right then. Yeah, I think we'll end I that one there. Out, we're, yeah. we're done for shit houseery now. Uh, shit houseery of the week, Dan. What's the right. week? So I've, I've got to, I've got the winner, then I've got an honorary runner-up. So the winner is a well-known face to English football fans. It's uh, Alexander Mitrovic. But there's a done? back there's a backstory to this. So What's if you haven't done? seen it, I'll explain. If you anyone watched Euro 2020 20 and 2021, but we won't start with that one again. Cristiano Ronaldo had an, an interview where he was next to a bottle of Coke, but moved the bottle of Coke because he wanted to put his water on the front. So obviously Serbia knocked Portugal out. Well, not out, but Serbia qualified over Portugal. I know what. Well, yeah, I to know, get to I know where European, this is going to get to the European Championships. Ronaldo has a big quote that says, don't drink Coca-Cola, drink aqua or whatever it's called. Yeah, agua. Yeah. At the end, at the end of the game, <laughs> Alexandra Mitrovic comes running onto the... The fans are all out. It's about an hour after the game. He runs onto the pitch with a Serbian flag around him in his boxers <laughs> with a bottle of Coke in each hand. <laughs> Glass oh, bottles of Coke. <laughs> and he's celebrating yeah. with these two bottles of Coke. I've with the it. with the Serbian yeah. fan, genius. Well done, Alexander Mitrovic. Yeah, that yeah. that is you are shit house. Um, the other one I think is accidental shit housery because I think it's been solved since. But if the England played San Marino in um, uh, well, a abusive match really. I mean, don't know how to use it. Uh, Jude Bellingham takes his shirt off and goes over to the England fans, and there's a sign that says, "Jude, can I have your shirt, please?" Yeah. And about four, and there's, so there's a bloke that has this thing, and then there's these four, five chairs, and then there's Jude Bellingham, and the camera zooms in on the guy that has the Jude Bellingham shirt, and I, I, the shit house of the week this week is the cameraman who then pans to Jude Bellingham giving his shirt to a kid about five, <laughs> five chairs away, and then the cameraman zooms into the bloke's face 
who has the sign, <laughs> who looks like some, someone's just stole his phone off him and is in shock. Um, oh, no. The cameraman zooms into his face. If you ever see the film where something goes wrong and they zoom in, that's exactly what the cameraman did. So well played. Oh, um, no. Having said that, Jude Bellingham has since gone to Twitter and said, uh, I didn't see the sign. If you know the person or are the person, please get in touch with me and I'll send you a shirt, which is nice. But the cameraman there is that's fantastic shithousery. Did you see the cup game last night? Stockport versus Bolton? No. All right. In the last seconds of extra injury time, this lad broke away and scored the fifth goal for Stockport in an upset against Bolton. Bolton were having a good season to make it 5-3. Yeah. And he went to celebrate with the crowd and then took his shirt off to celebrate and then dropped it on the floor. As he was celebrating, the pitch was invaded. And then the game, the referee went to restart the game, literally, and there was the goal scorer in his vest, stood there going, I ain't got a shirt, Gov. And he had to go, yeah, they had to go and get him a, a shirt from the club shop or something oh, to put that on. But then the referee started the game. As soon as they kicked the ball, he blew the whistle for, for full time. Oh, Shit, how's oh, that? He just scored in the 120th minute, didn't they? So he that did. makes yeah, sense. Yeah. While uh, we were just talking about England before we end, can I just, can we just quickly talk about the England game? Because for me, so I've, 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 I've always no, said that England need to be ruthless, but that wasn't pleasant watching for me. That, I that thought it was went... lovely. I enjoyed it. No, I, I, it. I didn't. I'm sorry. It, when I it loved gets, it. When it gets to double digits, that it's, it's that's it's, not England's fault. No, I know, but I'm just saying it's not a pleasant watch to watch someone sit there and get completely and utterly spanked. Well, if it was they, Palace, they I'd have loved it. I tell you, they, they shouldn't be playing. At, at this level, they they no, really shouldn't. But that's not that's not um, England's fault. And England and you know they went out and filled their boots. Listen, you're an England goal. You're an England footballer, and there's a chance for you to score a goal in wearing your club shirt. It doesn't. It, when you look at it, it says 36 caps, so many goals. It doesn't say that. Oh, so many goals. Oh, four of them were against San Marino. It doesn't say that. It just says goals for England. I'm. I'd got no problem with. I enjoyed it. myself. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I do agree. Is... I do agree that there needs to be. I think a, like a pre a, diff- a, a different section for yeah. the. I don't think necessarily they should get like a. I've seen people saying that the Samaritans Gibraltar should have their own qualification. No, I don't think they should be at a World Cup. But they. This is where the Nations League can do good <laughs> that they play each other to improve rather well, than just getting I, spanked. I spoke to Ryan about this. I think we we talked about it the other day, didn't we, Ryan? I, I yeah. Think, you know, our, my thing is that we should have the main players for the World Cup. But the year before that, these small teams should all play in a couple of group games. So they're playing against each other. They've got a chance at a result. And maybe the top two then proceed to the main qualifying. That way you don't have games like England versus San Marino, England versus Andorra. San Marino had improved, but they've gone backwards now. And because uh, they were saying that, you know, their, their record had improved. But you look at their top scorer, the record scorer uh, 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 has scored eight goals. That's their record scorer, eight goals. They've, they've never won a competitive game at all. And to make it even more embarrassing, the person that they chose to wheel out on TV at the end of the game for San Marino was the poor bloody goalkeeper who spent the half, half the night picking the ball out of his own bloody neck. And he is actually a professional goalkeeper in Syria. Yeah, he Bless is. Yeah. He, I, I suspect he should have been having treatment for a bad back for picking over and picking the ball out of that net that so many times. But I think something needs to be done so that 
there is a, 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 a system where these smaller teams can play against each other, and the top two they have it. These... But but this is they have that, don't they? This is the this is the thing. The people have been so against the nations league because it makes no sense for the top nations to have another random cup to fight over. But yeah. actually, it's not just the top teams because the bottom teams are playing each other. Gibraltar, I think, played San Marino one like three nil. That's who Gibraltar. Well that's, who, that's who Andorra, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, and all these teams should be playing each other. That's the only way they're going to get better. Yeah, they're not going to get better losing 10, 11, 12. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't think they should be playing us at all. No, right, because it doesn't benefit them in any way to get no. randomly spanked. The- and you can say the same for Kazakhstan, who got done by eight by France, I think it was. It just doesn't benefit anybody. No, I, I, I totally agree. I think that's, that's one of the few occasions where all three of us agree and we haven't got salty about something. So that's good news, and that's a good way to end the podcast. What's the matter, Dan? No, I just want to say, just before we end, something on a bit of a... We'll do like a happy note se- section. Go on. We all spoke quite happily about North Macedonia at the Euros, of course, Yeah. after their, appear- their shock appearance. Well, they've actually they've made it to the playoffs for the World the, the World Cup. That's good. Um, which you know, I remember with that minnows, and we all said about how well they've done. Well, they've overcome a group that had Germany, Romania, and Iceland. So they've backed it up. They they've backed it up. They got five wins, and they only lost twice, which was both games against Germany. So they were unbeaten against Romania, Armenia, Iceland, and Liechtenstein. Well, they deserve to be in the playoffs. And they're a side that I mean, they're going to go in unseeded and. That's a mess. Who do, uh, I'm looking forward to Scotland getting done in the playoffs by someone. Large, but how but how the playoffs funny. are going to work is it's, it's seeded, it's, aren't it's they? Really, so it's seeded, but even it's seeded to so there's six seeded sides and six unseeded sides. So the six seeded: the Portugal, Scotland, Italy, Russia, Sweden, and Wales. Yeah. The unseeded: the Turkey, Poland, Macedonia, Ukraine, and Austrian Czech Republic, who didn't finish second but won their nation league groups, also qualify for the for the thing. They're going to go into three sets of four. So it's not, hang on, so it's not a playoff final sort it's not, of thing. It's a playoff semi-final. So there's, so there's, so you win your group, then there are three extra spots that you Everyone get. loves a semi. There's, so there's, Europe has 13 teams that qualify to the World Cup. The 10 group winners, then three others that are done by the playoffs. So right. they'll go into three sets of four. There'll be a semi-final. Say if Portugal draw Turkey and Scotland play Poland, the winner of those two will face each other to go to the World Cup, and that will happen all the way down. Okay, that's fine. I don't know why they don't just qualify the best two, three second-place teams, but what, no, because... That's how that it used quali- to be. Well, that would qualify Scotland, and I'm not for that, so... <laughs> I'd, I'd like Scotland to go and then get in the group of death and get absolutely banjacked, to get absolutely mullered. That that amused me. Well, I mean, we all saw Scotland win the Euros, didn't we? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. So I'm just going to say something here. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what your two beef is with Scotland, but to be fair to Scotland... Oh, oh, where do you want me to start? Had they had a decent striker at the Euros, they would have done us. We were on the rack for we a while. We were shit against game. them, to be fair. But we always are. That's a, t- t- See, the England-Scotland game, for some reason... Always down the years, it's, it's that it's rivalry thing, isn't game. it? Yeah, it's a rivalry it's thing. It's that rivalry raise, thing. The the Scottish players will raise their game uh, uh, to another level. The argument is why didn't the England players raise theirs? But the Scot, those are different games. Uh, and if you've been it, to, I've been to one of those games, and I've been to other England games, and the atmosphere just goes up a notch. It is something else. Um, it's 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 a bit like, you know, they say about every rivalry, and it's a bit of a cliche, but I think it's actually true. When two teams play each other, rivals, 
form go does go out the yeah, window. It does yeah. Um, I I've seen many sadly Cholton on the losing end of most South London yeah. derby. <laughs> but, Except famously but, once against Palace. Uh, yeah, well twice, but we'll count the one that's important. Just the one that um, matters. <laughs> the the uh, I've seen us go in on like a six game unbeaten streak. Millwall Mill will go in without winning in four, and then they put four past us. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, Man United last year, I think if I'm right, Ryan, they had a terrible run, but then didn't they do Liverpool at Old Trafford after a terrible run? Uh, Last year, I think. Last year or the year before? It's happened. Ollie's record up until this year has actually been really good against the top teams. Yeah, that's what I mean. Beaten all of them. I think Uh, he was on quite a bad period of run, wasn't he? And then he's just beat. They beat Liverpool. He's just beating himself. At it might have been Man City, actually. Now I think of it, it might have been Man City. But yeah, but I think England's got rivals go out yeah. the window. Yeah, rivalry, form, and everything goes out the window in a in a, in a derby. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's it. well. I think I think we have covered everything now. And um, next week, Dan, what we may have a, a guest next week. Are you happy to tell us about? Who yes, that is? yes. So, so next week. We have a, a a lovely appearance from a lady called Victoria. She is part of the Her Game Two movement. If you haven't heard of them, it's a it's a movement about women in football. It's it's what it says on the tin, really. Uh, they're an organisation that are trying to eradicate sexism from football, uh, from the footballing industry. There are there's about twelve to fifteen girls. We'll have Victoria on next week to speak about, it, obviously, in more detail. Who you know they they just want football to be a respectful place and. Um, and I completely agree. As someone who's gone to football for many years, I've seen, sadly, we've all seen, you know, sexism <laughs> yeah. and and not only sexism, but they make a good uh, big point about race, racism, and um, and as I said, we'll get into it more next week. And homophobia as well. Homophobia, uh, yeah, yeah, big and time. Um, you know, this mainly about sexism, but they also do mention if you go onto their twi- uh, their fa- their uh, sorry their website, which is hergame2.co.uk. They, they have their aims, which is to create awareness, educate, research, create regular content for women's football, which I think is rising in the world. So I'm really looking forward to having Victoria on. I think we're all looking forward to having Victoria yep. on. You're going to do the interview for that one now, aren't you? Yes. yes so we'll, we'll see her maybe. next week. And I'm really looking forward to it. Excellent. OK, that's pretty much it for uh, another podcast, episode 19. Dan, uh, you want to talk about the sponsor you're involved with? Yeah, let us talk mental health football team raising money for for mental health by the time you probably hear this we would have played on the on the friday night depending on when this go out so next week i'll keep you informed on how we got on against the people's uh, fc raising money for charity we have some more games coming if you're in the eastbourne area we have a game coming your way in a few weeks so we'll keep you updated with that because that could be fun and ryan you're you're the group you're involved with the Proper Blokes Club, walking and talking for men's mental health. So if you're a fella and you're feeling down, you don't want to talk to your nearest and dearest or your GP, go on to www.theproperblokesclub.co.uk. Have a look for your nearest walk and talk and you can go and let some steam off and feel better on your way home. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks very much, Dan. Good, goodbye, everyone. See you again next time.